You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 89 with Steve Gordon from Unstoppable CEO. Steve, thank you so much for joining. James, great to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. I, uh, I'm really interested to dig into this topic today of uh, essentially why digital agencies could benefit from having a podcast. I know this has come up in previous episodes. We've talked about you know, getting clients is always the biggest problem for digital agencies and every single uh, person I talk to just about. Um, there's very, very few of them that are like, oh, you know what? Got so many clients coming through the door. I'm, I'm done. You know, <laughs> So client getting strategies are always popular and we've covered podcast briefly before, but to have a whole episode dedicated to this uh, is, I find really interesting. Um, I, I don't know, like it's been a really good thing for me. So obviously I'm a little bit biased. Um, so if you're listening to this, please listen on and see, like, don't just write this off as like a podcast is something that, you know, I, I couldn't do, uh, because that's bullshit. I'm just going to say it straight up. Um, It's something, you know, you might be nervous at first, but you get into it and it's been one of the best things we did for our business. So sorry, I'm just like probably taking all your dot points here, Steve. (laughs) Um, But I just, I just know that some people will listen to, you know, go straight up and they'll go, you know, video isn't for me or podcast isn't for me. And I just want to squash that right away because if you're thinking that it's bullshit, it's a limiting belief. Um, So please listen on. So Steve, Unstoppable Unstoppable CEO, tell me a bit about what you guys do. Yeah, so we um, we have been consulting with agencies and, and uh, service businesses for about 10 years and helping them develop marketing strategies. And about three years ago, we had a couple of clients come to us and they, they just asked if we could kind of take on uh, the implementation of, of some of their marketing and business development. We did that. And uh, what we really found was that um, the, that podcasting was kind of a unique animal, and that's how we ended up on it. It's not that we particularly love podcasts, or you know, or are or, uh, you know, for for whatever reason, you know, zealots for podcasting. <laughs> we just found that for a really busy agency owner who is you know pulling their hair out trying to to close new clients, to serve the clients that they've got, maybe manage a team. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of time and a podcast is a really high leverage way to get some really great marketing done. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we ended up on it. So what we do is um, we work with our clients to create a podcast for them and use that then to create all of their other marketing, email marketing, social media um, for most of our clients will extract the contents of a really great lead generating book out of it. And, um, and fundamentally we use it as a platform to connect with potential clients, uh, and for, uh, for influencers who can refer the agency. Nice. Yeah. And I will absolutely back that up on the, like that. It's a high leverage platform. I see occasionally, uh, some other podcasters talking about how much effort goes into their podcast, like how much time it takes. Uh, but uh, that has not been my experience at all. I feel like if you've got the right processes in place, if you work with the right people, 
you know, as you've been through the the booking process, I'm sure you saw there was a fair bit of automation involved there. Uh, if, if you've got this stuff set up, I don't find it as, you know, time consuming as people seem to say it has been for them. Like I don't spend long on this podcast at all for the amount of like, I guess, benefit. Uh, that I get. So that's that's actually probably a good place to start is is why why do you think a digital agency should start a podcast? Well, I, let me let me just address that point about it being a lot of work. Um, it shouldn't be a lot of work for you as the agency leader. You're the talent. You should show up to the podcast. You should be on air, so to speak. Um, but that's really it. After that, as mm. soon as that thing is done and recorded, you're finished. And the goal isn't so much just to create the content. It's to connect with the person that's on the other side of, of mm-hmm. the mic, uh, the person that you're interviewing. If you do this really, uh, really smartly, and, and I think this is the reason to do it, if you do it smartly and think strategically about who you're going to invite onto the podcast, I've found no better way to connect with your future clients and with the, the influencers and the, the uh, referral sources who really can connect you with those clients mm-hmm. than with a podcast. I mean, it beats running around town. Um, James, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I used to go around and, and network locally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so I go oh, to yeah. the Chamber of Commerce, you know, um, I was in a BNI group. Um, I think, I think a lot of us have been through that <laughs> process. I've definitely yeah. done all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> I used to spend probably eight to 10 hours a week, you know, doing the coffee dates and networking meetings and lunch dates and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly and why I stopped the eight to 10 hours, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. It takes forever. It works, but it's, yeah. you know, it works slowly. What I found was that a podcast is actually a really purposeful way to establish these connections because instead of showing up and saying, Oh, we're going to have a nice chat over a cup of coffee you're actually collaborating with that other person in that interview. You're going to them and say, no, 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 let's not waste time with, with coffee. Why don't you come on my podcast? I'll promote you first. Mm-hmm. And you, you instantly create some reciprocity and you create relationships. So if that's a, a potential client, you think they're going to answer the phone or respond to your next email when you have an idea about how you might be able to help them? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and look, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly the reason I started my podcast. I never just like, you know, while digital agencies are a, a large part of our audience for content snare, which, and, and I still run, you know, like a pre-roll and a, I don't even know the bloody terms. This is how much of a useless podcaster I am, but at the post-roll, whatever, the one at the end, <laughs> you know, I still have an ad at this, uh, for content snare in it, but I never expected to get direct business out of this. It was always about connecting with the right people. Like if you if you're able to put people in front of you know the audience they want to get in front of as the first part of a relationship, man, like that is just absolutely golden uh, for for starting starting off a relationship. And you know, like it, it's gotten to the point now where I have people on and they say, oh, like such and such, uh, we know we've had a bunch of referrals that said they came or heard about us from the podcast. Uh, you know, and it's like one, when you can start doing that for people as the first part of the relationship, like, of course it's going to be a lot better than just having some random coffee date and talking about what you do. Like <laughs> I've almost got like, uh, I don't know, like bad memories basically of that time of my life. Like I, I still tell people that networking and coffee dates and BNI type 
things are a great way to get started. Like that's how we started our web design business. But there was a point in my life where it literally just switched off. Like I went from loving that stuff to hating it in a day. Um, it was when I went to like this like online business conference in, in the Philippines and it just expanded my thinking so much that um, I just couldn't bear to go back to it all. It was very crazy. It was, a, it was like an instant switch, but um, I just, I just wanted to get that across and say, like, I don't think that everyone should stop networking if that's what they're doing. It's just like, it's a great way to get started, but at some point it becomes such poor leverage, I guess, lots of time for the amount of work that you get out of it. Absolutely. Um, the interesting thing is with the relationships that you'll build through a podcast, uh, particularly if you stay in touch with those people over time, um, those turn into some pretty powerful uh, opportunities to, to do cross promotion down the line. Mm. So what, what we teach our clients is, you know, immediately at the end of the interview. So, I mean, for those who, who don't have a podcast, the way it works is, you know, you get an interview scheduled and you're going to have five or 10 minutes like you and I had today to kind of get to know each other mm-hmm. beforehand and um, sort of plan out the, the, the flow of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you record the, the interview and then you've got some time at the end usually. And what we found really works well is at the end, if you ask that person that you're interviewing what their goals are, I mean, they've just spent the last maybe 20, 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour talking about their business, they're feeling really good because they're talking about themselves, right? Yeah, so you all right. want to talk about <laughs> And then you go, hey, James, you know, I'm really curious. I learned so much about your business. I'm really curious. Like, where do you see the business in like two or three years? And then they start telling you because they're still in that mode. And if you think about what they're doing there, they're mapping out for you the future that they want to make real. Well, guess what? The only way you're ever going to sell them anything say that this is a potential client, the only way you're ever going to sell them anything is to be able to make them realize that bigger, better future in either an easier way or a faster way or a cheaper way. That's awesome. You've got to come in and add value. Well, they've given you the roadmap to do that. Instead of you guessing, you now know where they're going. So then it's really easy to say, hey, that's amazing, James. You know what? I interview all kinds of people on this podcast. I bet I know some people who could help you with that. And I may have some ideas myself that would help you. You want to get together on Tuesday? We'll spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I'll just come back to you with whatever I come up with. Nice. And they go, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes of this because obviously I'm a crappy podcast host um, and I don't do any of this. And I hope you pull me up on it at the end uh, if, I, if I don't do it. I took a note though. <laughs> um, I actually, um, you, you kind of touched on it there, like um, – you do it a lot earlier than I do, obviously, but um, I am really big on staying in touch with, with I guess, people, partners, influencers, that kind of thing. Um, and I have a post, which I will link up in the show notes, about m- the, my system that I use to keep in touch with people, which I completely uh, bastardized off a guy called um, Matthew Kimberly, who is an absolute sales yeah, legend. I love Matthew. He's a friend. He's oh, a really? Guy. No way. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, we, we handled his websites for a while before we shut down that that side of the business. Um, but yeah, Matt is an absolute legendary guy and his follow-up system, which um, I will also link uh, in, in the show notes, um, has been a really, really big, uh, I guess, not game changers, not the right word. Like I just feel like that's overused, but um, it has been so big for, for our business. So I will link that up in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I love... 
you also mentioned there about, I guess, finding out if it's a potential client that you've got on the podcast, because this is not something really for me. Like I don't have my potential clients on the podcast. Very often I do interview some agency owners. Most of them are already our clients. Um, but I like that idea of asking them what they want and then you can give it to them. What I wonder though, like what, what are the benefits for your clients to come on the show? Like, so, so let's say my um, target audience are mortgage brokers uh, and I'm an agency for mortgage brokers. It would make sense to find like a mortgage broker coach or something because they are going to access my mortgage broker listeners. So if I have a mortgage broker, like a client on the, on the, podcast how do you sell it to them like to- so it all depends on how you position the podcast and yeah. this is the thing that a lot of people get wrong they think well i'm going to start a podcast for my agency so it's going to be about marketing and it's going to be about my agency mm-hmm. but that's really not the it's just like any other marketing you want it focused on the the people that you're trying to attract and so in that example if we're trying to do this for mortgage brokers and that's who we want to attract i'd create a podcast that was all about, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, the things that are, you know, new in, in the mortgage broking, brokering, you know, business. And I invite the mortgage brokers that I wanted to do, to do business with on to talk about what new and interesting things they're doing in their business. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, and, and if I'm going after mortgage brokers, maybe there's not all that much interesting. But usually if you give a business owner an opportunity to come and promote their business. They don't ask a whole lot of questions about it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, the big thing is always like the SEO value of going on podcasts is massive. Um, sure. So, so that's kind of, I guess, wondered if you ever, if you ever drop that in there as well, but I guess a lot of small business owners probably just don't even understand uh, that kind of impact. No, we, what we do is we'll, we'll let them know, look, this is something that we're going to record and, you know, they're going to get a copy of it. They're going to be able to send it out to everybody that's in their database. And we're really going to focus on mm. their expertise. You know, we want to make it a, an opportunity for them to really showcase what they know. Mm. And we'll share it with everybody that's in our database. And they'll have this asset to share with everyone in their database. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, that that's always a good selling point is the, the fact that it can be reused, right? And like that's a huge thing for me. If I go on, like if I do a video kind of webinar thing for other people, I always want that recorded so I can share it with my audience as well. Like you said, it's an asset then for me. So that's an absolute win for, for the people, your client, potential clients that you have on the podcast. I like that. Um, I mean, what other, what other tips have you got? <laughs> like, Well, so, you know, with with our clients, probably about 70% of them really focus on interviewing influencers or people that could refer them. Okay. And then about 30% really focus on going direct to clients and you can kind of move that line anywhere you want. So it's, it doesn't have to be focused just in one area, but um, you know, the podcast is really, what we found is it's a really effective lead conversion tool. It's not a great lead generation tool other than that you're going to connect with maybe a, a, you know, some number of, of uh, really strategic prospects, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a really great lead conversion tool. And so to, to turn it into lead generation, we do a couple of things. So at the end of the interview, we talked about how you have that little conversation. Well, if I'm talking to somebody who has an audience um, or a, a network that I want to get access to, I might come back to them with an idea that's uh, you know, something like, hey, you know, 
you mentioned you're trying to grow your business and you're trying to reach this, this group of people. We've got some content that would be really great for those people, you know, and if they're, if you've chosen that influencer strategically, they're going to have an audience or a network of people you mm -hmm. want to do business with. Yeah. Right. And so you can come back around and say, Hey, I've got this value add presentation we can do with them. And, um, and so we've got clients that will, um, you know, make that ask following every interview and, and they'll book anywhere from 40 to about 70% of those influencers and, you know, get them in, get them to host a webinar or a mm -hmm. lunch and learn if it's a local business or yeah. a seminar, you know, where they're bringing their clients in to hear you. So that's one way that we turn it into lead generation. And then the other way we do it is usually right at the beginning when we're working with a, an agency, we'll work with them to kind of map out their way of doing things. Uh, particularly if they don't have a lot of intellectual property that they've captured, you know, they, they haven't kind of articulated their system out to the world. And, um, and then we'll interview them through that. So maybe the first four or six episodes of the podcast, I'll actually interview the agency on and we'll put that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. We'll then take, we'll take those interviews and turn those into a book. We'll, we'll get it. We've got a copywriter on the team and they'll turn that into a book. Well, now we've got a book and if we pick the title really well and, um, and then put that in front of the business owners that, that they want to do business with, and it's just a really great way to generate leads and get people to raise a hand. And, and now we've got them kind of into your, you know, into your mm -hmm. world and on your list. And now the podcast can do its work converting those people because if they're not ready to buy today, but they've raised a hand for some book that, that, you know, would indicate that they've got interest in what you do. Now they're hearing from you week after week after week. Yeah. They're hearing your voice. They're hearing you talk to other people and sound like, you know, a really smart expert. <laughs> it time, is funny how that happens. <laughs> like all you got to do yeah, is talk to smart people and they think you're smart. Like some of the comments people say to me, I'm like, oh, I'm clearly giving off the wrong vibe here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the power of association, man. It is. Yeah. So, um, it, but it's just really powerful to convert people. And so on the listener side of it, you know, as you get prospects to listen to this, um, I've had prospects show up on sales calls, an agency owner who, uh, you know, reached out to us. He said he got referred to our podcast by uh, a buddy of his who owned an agency and he was going to see one of his clients. It was like a four hour drive each way. He listened to me for eight hours straight. It's nuts, four hours there, it? four hours back. Yeah. How else could I spend eight hours with a prospect? Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. It's, and it is crazy. It's the same. Well, I mean, it's, it's not quite the same, but like video people obviously don't listen to video while they're driving. Uh, but like, yeah, those, these two mediums are just insane for, I guess, developing a relationship without like, <laughs> I don't want to say I sound bad here, but it's like, I didn't even talk to them, but then, you know, you, you don't talk to them and they feel like they know you. That is insane. Uh, the power of both of both of these mediums. Um, and like, yeah, the fact that you can listen to a podcast, you know, so many podcasts I listen to where I feel I know the host and they're just like some random in on the other side of the world um, <laughs> that like if I met them, yeah. I'd be fully like fangirling over them. Uh, <laughs> you know? And uh, it, it'd probably be very weird for them, but it's just, it, yeah, blows my mind. Like, Everyone I know that has a podcast reports something to this effect, you know, um, 
And something actually you did mention there that I just wanted to wrap up on, sorry, um, like, like double back on is events, um, being able to, like the local ones, especially like the, it doesn't have to be a lunch and learn, but um, being able to present at another person's like meetup or something. I don't know what's going to happen to meetup.com since it got bought and they're changing the way it all works now. It's probably going to die. Um, but that was really big for me. There's a lot of local meetups in our local area, right? Um, but I spoke to Brennan Dunn uh, on this episode, on this podcast, which I will also link to in the show notes. And he found a really great strategy uh, to go into these um other meetup events. They're not even his own and present at them because they're always looking for presenters. Right. Um, and I just immediately thought as soon as you mentioned the whole book thing that, you know, if you go and present at one of these events, you've spoken to a bunch of people for 40 minutes or whatever it is. And then you drop a book that they can get for free, uh, you know, with a link at the end, you're going to convert a lot of that room. I can see that being a ridiculously good conversion or generation lead generation strategy. Oh, absolutely. Well, and and I've just found over the years, um, you know, I've been selling high ticket professional services for 25 years. I have yet to find anything that works better to generate leads than giving away a book. Wow. Uh, on the front end, because the, it's there's the low barrier to commitment, but somebody who who says yes to a book, they at least have enough interest to believe that they're going to read it. Whether they read it or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pick the title really, really well. Uh, then you, that's a good indicator of, of who you're getting and, and what their interest is, right? Because they've said yes to the title because we judge a book by the cover, Yeah. right? Um, the problem with books is that they're really hard to write. I've written four of them. <laughs> and I mean, they take a long time to write, but if you can talk it and most business owners can describe what they do to another human being by opening their mouth, um, you know, that, <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we pretty much all, if we're in business, we've got that capability. Yes. Um, you know, it's just a huge shortcut to be able to, uh, to do that. So it's a very easy way to begin to build your database. Um, I, I have a question on books, but um, first I, I just want to, I guess, another testament to this whole podcast plus book thing is that uh, James Shremko, a well-known marketer here in Australia, um, he has talked about his podcast being his main channel for years, right? I think he's up to like 700 episodes or something. It's ridiculous. But, um, and, you know, and this isn't some like overly produced, like ridiculously produced podcast. Like it's an interview podcast as well, but he just gets good guests on and talks about good topics. Um, but you know, he said that's been his main channel for years. And then he recently, well, you know, I think a couple of years ago now published a book and he said, that's been like game changing for him now too. And like, it's, I just find that funny. That's, you know, such a prominent market marketer that's doing so well is using this exact combination as well. Book and book plus podcast. Yeah. It's just everything. Um, you know, everything old is new again. I mean, yeah. books have, have been effective for a long time for professionals. Really podcasting is just radio. So, you know, back in, um, in the nineties, when I first got started, uh, have, you know, you could go to a local radio station and buy airtime, particularly on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And for the folks who did that, it always converted really, really well, positioned them as a celebrity in their community, you know, but there was a geographic limit to that you're only going to get heard as far as the radio station went with this. Now you've got the ability to go really anywhere in the globe because it's, it's digital. And it, frankly, it's, it's cheaper than what you would um, you know, you would pay to have the studio time. Mm. Uh, It's just really, really powerful. And you still get the benefit of that sort of pseudo celebrity positioning. Yeah. 
by having the podcast, which also helps. And, and all this stuff works together. The thing that we hear from agency owners a lot is that there's so much competition and everything's getting commoditized uh, mm-hmm. that this is a way to really set yourself apart and hold the attention of the people that you want to do business with. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really undervalued thought is that, yeah, okay, I've, yes, I, I can generate leads and I can you know, get these people and all that. But the way you escape that commoditization thing is you've got to hold their attention so that they're looking at you and they're not looking at anyone else that does. Yeah. It's like the classic, what is it? EAT. I don't even remember what it stands for. It's like expert authority, trustworthy or something. Something (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But, but that's kind of what it is. It's like, if you are constantly in their ear, uh, then, and you're giving them information, even, even by association through their guests, um, they will come back to you when the time comes. Just like a question on the book um, is length. Like I'm interested to hear like, because you know, some books obviously vary in length massively. Uh, and if you are doing what, four episodes, I think you said, four interviews with the the agency owner to create a book, I'm very interested in what the, the length is like and, and what results you get out of it. it the answer is it varies. Um, mm. Question though, have you ever purchased a book on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Did you ever look to see how many pages it was before you bought it? Uh, no, but then I have been disappointed with what um, afterwards. So like I've definitely read short books and been like, oh, that should have been a blog post. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like I, and I mean, I, I definitely do with audio books because, uh, you know, I want to see how long it's going to take me to get through and I will right. kind of judge the shorter ones, be like, wait, that's ridiculously short. What's going on? <laughs> um, well, they're yeah. also probably charging you 30 or $35 for the audio book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you have an expectation of, of hours of entertainment out of that. Yeah. When you're giving a book away for free, nobody ever asks how many pages it is. Yeah. Free. Okay. It's not cool. that important. Um, and uh, most of the time we end up with a book that's 40 to 50 pages. Okay. I like to kind of position these as I call them plane ride books. So they're the kind of thing you can stuff in your bag when you're going on a plane ride and on the short leg of the plane ride, you know, that's only maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. You want them to be able to finish that book. Yeah. I am totally into that. I love finishing a book on a plane. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Actually well, just trying. And you know, the, so there's some, some, uh, some good reason to keep it short. You know, the uh, Amazon reports that, that the majority of, of the Kindle books they sell, people only get through about 10% of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if you think about, you know, a, a traditional trade paperback is 250 pages. So they're only getting through about 25 pages anyway. Mm-hmm. And we're about double that. Um, and so you want a book that somebody can get through and consume and that you can convey the full message of whatever's possible for them, whatever transformation you're trying to create for them in, in that number of pages, we're not trying to teach them how to do it. So it doesn't need to be, you know, textbook length. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want them to get some key ideas and, and understand what the transformation looks like and the, maybe the key things that they need to think about strategically going into it, you know, and, and that's, I think critical for agencies because that pre-sells then, that client. It gets them thinking about the right things. And I know that oftentimes clients will will come to an agency and 
they're really concerned about stuff that maybe isn't all that important. And they're not focused on the stuff that's really, really important. So it allows you to sort of set that criteria in advance. Mm-hmm. And by the time that they're across the table from you, they're already believing in all of the stuff that you're going to tell them. So they, mm. you don't have to convince them at that point. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a thing you touched on there, which I think is really important is that like, if you can get that point across in 50 pages, then that's actually good. Right. Because there's one thing I hate more than a lot more than a book that I think is too short. And that's a book that's just full of waffle and saying the same crap <laughs> over and over, you know, so like the e-myth or like anything by Nassim Taleb, like these books, I, I cannot get through them because it's the same thing over over and over and over and over. I'm like, just, this should have been a blog post again, <laughs> you know, uh, even though it's like a 500 page book. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, and you don't want to, if you look at a lot of the, the paperbacks that are published commercially, uh, they have a lot of stories in them. Mm-hmm. So each chapter will have like one idea and then a couple of stories that illustrate the idea. You know, for the most part, we're extracting some of, some of that story out. You know, we don't need 10 anecdotes in a book for this kind of book because Mm -hmm. the most important thing is the hand raise that happens so that we know that, Hey, here's somebody that's interested in this particular topic, the way that we've presented it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, is there anything else like before we wrap this up and like, I want to know a little bit about how you guys help um, agencies. um, But is there anything else you think um, we need to share, like to get people started on this, this journey or like convince them that they should take it (laughs) Well, I, I think the, the thing to think about um, is if, if you're so busy that you're not getting the business development done, you know, like if you have great hmm. plans at the beginning of the week to either do some networking or you're going to write a great blog post or you're, you know, going to plan a webinar or whatever, and then you get to the end of the day on Friday, and you know, well, that didn't get done because, you know, client A had, you know, an issue that we had to go deal with you know, and then I had an employee or a team member who was out sick. So I had to step in. I mean, you know what all the stuff that goes on every uh-huh. week, it's, you know, it's an adventure. Um, if you're running into that again and again, and you're not getting the, the kind of business development done that you want to get done, this is a way to in, you know, maybe four hours a month to get all of your business development work done. That's nuts. And, yeah. I mean, and you know, I mean, you, you don't, spend a whole lot of time yourself on the podcast. Now that's say, you know, having said that you got to have a team in place. Mm -hmm. So whether that is, you know, you pull people internally and do it, or you outsource it, you know, and have a bunch of freelancers that are supporting you or, you know, you, you find a company like ours and and we're not the only one out there, but you, you know, you can find somebody like us who's got the team and the processes. You want that in place. Otherwise this isn't going to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's where I'm at, you know, about four hours a month. Um, that's probably not including trying to find guests or anything because now I guess enough guests come to me. Uh, it's, it's taken a little while to get to that point. But I mean, a big part of my everything I do is building relationships with people, right? Like I meet people through Facebook groups and whatever. So so now it just becomes like, oh, come on my podcast. Like oh, that, that's my outreach for guests now. It's like, want to come on my podcast? And they're like, sure, you know, because I already know them. Um, but yeah, I think like just as a, I guess some kind of proof, quote unquote proof, because obviously it's only coming out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, for down to, I'm at about an hour episode is all my time investment. Um, 
I spend maybe five minutes uh, before we get on the podcast. Uh, and then it's like 10 minutes of five to, you know, sometimes that could be half an hour of chat if I know the person really well. <laughs> and then, and then we record the episode and I, I type up some brief show notes in again, about five minutes and everything else is handled by um, either my automation setups um, or uh, my VA and like it's all done. That's, that's transcript. That is um, audio editing, uploading um, artwork, um, I mean, social sharing, like it's all done uh, without me. So just, it is totally possible if you build systems and get the right people around you. So Steve, um, like what, how do you help people do this? Other than we've talked about the, the you know, creating a book as well. Um, how about the podcast side? Yeah. So we, um, we actually take care of all of the the implementation details for our clients. So end to end. So the experience that they have is that they just show up and talk. Their number one job is to build a relationship with the person that they're interviewing. And what we do is we work with them up front to build out a list of, of guests that would be really great strategic relationships for them. And then we'll actually go out and, and connect with the guests and book them on the podcast so that they don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we provide all the technology. So the interview line, they don't have to think about any of that. They don't even have to press record. I mean, we've gotten it down to, to kind of be that bulletproof. Um, so they show up on, on an interview and, uh, as soon as the guest is there, the recording begins, they have their chit chat. They do the, the, uh, interview. They have a little chat at the end. They hang up, it comes to our team and we take it from there. So we repurpose that onto their website, awesome. email marketing, social media, we create all the graphics, we coordinate with the guest, um, and uh, and so really handle it start to finish so that they don't have to. Do yeah, anything. that's and, awesome. And the same with the book. I mean, we only want them to show up and do the thing that the, that they're uniquely qualified to do, which is you know let's let's get the content out of your head and then let us mm-hmm. let us put a team together that that can get it done for you. Yeah, absolutely. And where can people go to find out more about that? Yeah. So, um, James, I actually released a book last week um, called Podcast Prospecting. Nice. And it, it it lays out all of the different steps that we've gone through. There's more detail in it than, than what we've been able to cover here. So if they go to unstoppableceo.net slash agency highway, so unstoppableceo.net slash agency highway, uh, you'll see a picture of the book on, on the page. You can download uh, the book for free there. And, uh, hopefully that'll, um, that'll get you on the path to podcasting. That is awesome. Thank you very much for that resource. Of course you have a book. I think that's absolutely required, um, after this chat that we've just had. (laughs) Um, and I will link up that, um, everything you've heard on this uh, episode, including that link again, unstoppableceo.net slash agency highway. Um, I love that that's already there. I would expect that uh, this is something you would probably create after the podcast and and then you know by the time it goes live, it's there. But no, you've already got uh, <laughs> got this uh, landing page live. That's epic. Well done. Um, yeah, so Steve, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this knowledge. I think this is such an epic strategy for digital agency. So thank you. Thanks, James. It's been fun. Absolutely. If you guys have enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can review podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us uh, help out um, some other agency owners. Um, Obviously, many of them 
struggling. Uh, you know, we even spoke about it on this episode about how commoditized things have gotten uh, for agency owners. And I think this is just such a good way for agency owners to stand out. So please um, leave us a review and, and share it with someone you think will find it valuable. That's it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.